0: It's time for the Fanatics Miami Dolphins podcast on the Fanatics Network.
1: Go to go like no one's ever seen We're in the air, we're on the ground We're always in control And when you say Miami You're talking Super Bowl Cause we're the Miami Dawgs
0: Oh, I never tire of that. Welcome to the Fanatics Miami Dolphins podcast. And here we are, got the full band back together. Of course, me, the host, legendary Savak, joined by Mr. Handsome Jimmy, and Brian, formerly the man, the myth, now formerly the mustache, Mr. Brian Byrne. How are how we doing, gentlemen? Brian,
1: go ahead. I am awesome, Savak. It is lovely to end my hiatus be back with the homies handsome jimmy and the serious lisa Bach, talk about some dolphins football even though they're not relevant right now uh they're always relevant to us
2: jimmy i'm doing great man just happy to have brian back the boys are back in town you know
0: let's roll <laughs> absolutely now brian you are gonna have to explain to us and the rest of the class why we just played the uh fight song considering we didn't win a damn thing oh sorry hold on let me start that over we went to the playoffs is what i would have said if miami <laughs> managed to beat buffalo in week 17 but that is not what happened so brian care to elaborate i do savak
1: and hey, the reason we started like it's a victory episode is because since our last episode we fired chan Gailey or he resigned or i don't care how he's not in the building anymore but because chan Gailey is no longer offensive coordinator we were acting like this is a victory episode what do you guys think about that
0: Uh, go ahead
2: it's a great day to celebrate celebrate it man it it definitely warrants the victory song finally it's it, it was a brutal year to watch that offense especially when Tua was in the game so yeah it's it's definitely something to celebrate just so uncreative it was kind of boring to watch them play offense
0: for sure it was definitely rough and now here we are still technically without an offensive coordinator as the uh week counts on down to the senior bowl of which our beloved Miami Dolphins coaching staff will be in attendance coaching one of the teams. So that's pretty exciting. We get a pretty, uh, what they call that. I don't know, in depth look at some of these top prospects coming in, but anyways, We can talk about that a little little bit more later. Got lots of rumors flying around right now about the Dolphins, so let's jump on in here. As I was talking about, before the offensive coordinator search continues, and our short list of candidates has been drying up as Matt Canada got promoted in Pittsburgh. By the way, I was watching some of the film on his offense. That would have been a whole lot of fun. Uh, Mike McDaniel got promoted in San Francisco. Tony Elliott decided to stay at Clemson. But Pep Hamilton, George Godsey, Eric Studsville, I've never really known how to pronounce his name correctly. They all got interviewed this week. Do you see anyone else emerging, or will it be one of
2: these previously mentioned names? Jimmy? Um, so, you know, I was hoping you'd throw it to Brian first because I, this isn't, this is one of those things I'm not super in depth with, uh, you know, I don't get into anything lower than, you know, head coach for any team. Um, one thing I did see, uh, on Twitter that I looked into, I don't know if it's a possibility. I don't know if it's real, if they even are considering him, uh, Mike Kafka, the Kansas city chiefs quarterback coach. Um, that is someone that I think that would be great. I would love that. Um, you know, Mahomes is God level when it comes to talent, you know, he's just a natural talent. So, you know, he does a lot of what he does, but you know, there has to be something said to a quarterback coach that turned this kid, you know, in just such a short amount of time into, you know, the most recognizable face on the planet, the best quarterback on the planet. Um, so yeah, that, He's one of the names that I saw that I would like, you know, everything else I'm not super well versed on You know, once they make a hiring, obviously I'll get familiar, but, uh, for now, yeah, I, that's one name that popped out to me. You know, we got to wait to see what happens with Kansas city first though. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Brian. What do you think? I, lo- I didn't know that about Kafka, the, the ex
1: Northwestern quarterback grade, I believe, uh, I'm not so much like would like that because of Mahomes, because I think Mahomes probably in any ending, like no matter who is quarterback coach probably turns out to be great, but True. I love the Andy Reid coaching tree. Uh, yeah. This is not a Bill Belichick system. He actually like teaches his coaches that are under him and uh, empowers them. So like, that would be cool. Uh, there. So how I kind of was thinking about it, I thought from the very beginning it was going to be Studeville, And again, I don't know how to say his name, just like Sabak uh, or Godsey. Uh, I thought it was going to be an internal hire. Um, I'm starting to lean not that anymore because I feel like if it was going to be an internal hire. We would have already hired him. So I have to assume it's going to be somebody that's currently still coaching. Um, the other name that's been thrown about is Ken Dorsey, the quarterback's coach at Buffalo. Uh which you know he's got a deep history in Miami, and uh, you know we haven't seen a lot come out of the the Buffalo Bill system yet because they're just starting to win. But that would be an interesting one. Um, and then of course Anthony Lynn threw his name back in the hat to to return as an OC at the end of last week. He would be an interesting hire. So, uh, but again, I think maybe if Anthony Lynn was going to be the guy, you know, by like three or four days later, he probably would have gotten the job. So. Uh, I guess we're just going to have to wait till some of these teams lose and we find out who it is. Uh, It's not going to be Chan Gailey, though. So, uh, unlike last year when we fired uh, O'Shea and hired Gailey, I probably won't be wanting to jump off a bridge in the next week or so. But (laughs) I was pretty close last year. (laughs) I I mean, I hated that from the beginning. I'm so happy that dude is gone. And exactly what I was afraid of took place. uh, So, yeah. I can't wait to see who the new guy is and it, no matter what, it's going to be better than Gailey.
2: So I, I, I want to co-sign on Brian point Brian's point real quick. Cause I think it's a, a great one. Best point that I heard was if it was going to be a promotion, if it was internal or Lynn, it probably would have happened by now, right? Everyone else is already getting scooped up, making moves, doing stuff. So that leads me to believe they at least have their eye on for an interview. One of these dudes that are left, whether or not, you know, they do the interview doesn't work out, then they promote, you know, that remains to be seen. But from what Brian said, and what we're seeing, if you had to guess, it looks like a little bit that they're kind of waiting some stuff out.
0: Mm -hmm. That was funny. I was actually going to say something similar. I do agree. It does seem like especially with the senior bowl coming up, uh, coming up on us. Now you'd have to imagine that we would have hired a new offensive coordinator already, especially if it was going to be an internal promotion. So looking at it, you have to assume it's probably a coach that's still coaching with one of these teams that's still going. So it does remain to be seen what happens. I'm very curious. Unfortunately, uh, (laughs) none of the guys I was hoping would, uh, would get looked at ended up getting looked at, but Hey, you win some, you lose some. On the winning side, though, I was right about Chan Gailey. So, woo All right. <laughs> Either way, let's go ahead and move on. Armando dropped on this article last week that hit the national media, included multiple players allegedly doubting to his future and voicing displeasure that he started over fits. Now. I do think it's interesting, and it, it, it's kind of strange to me because on a Brian Flores coach team, you wouldn't have thought this would be a thing because you would imagine he would have this kind of approach. I know it's the way I would look at it. So I know this roster, top to bottom, left to right, and ain't a single man on it named Anonymous. So I don't want to hear any anonymous players claiming anything, but that's what happens. So what do, we, what do you guys make of this article, Brian? What do you think? All
1: right. So first, I have to take issue with what you said allegedly, uh, so a lot of like, I don't know why people are overreacting about anonymous. This happens every year. Yeah. It does not make it less valid. You know, like I am pointed this out on Twitter, a president of the United States of America was impeached and removed from office by an anonymous source, right? So anonymous sources are a thing and the, it, it makes a lot of sense in the NFL because these guys want to stay employed. They want to get the next job. It doesn't mean they don't talk to people. The other thing that I'm taking away the uh, allegedly, it's been a week and uh, no one's refuted this article, right? It went to ESPN. It went to NFL.com. It went to every news station. Colin Cowherd was talking about it. If this was alleged and it didn't actually take place, somebody would have uncovered this. There is fact checking still in, in this business. So I don't think, you know, Armando's been doing this for 30, 35 years. Uh, he's not making stuff up to write it. Like as much as people don't like his opinion on things and they don't like him, uh, he's still a valid reporter who who goes through the chain of command. So it happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, He, it was two offensive players and one defensive player. Um, And it makes a lot of sense. You know, uh, a lot of our receivers are in contract years or aren't really that stable in their NFL. We got to remember that two of our top receivers opted out. So the guys that played this year, don't really have a firm hold on, uh, on uh, their position. So, um, so to continue my thought, we were just rudely interrupted by Zoom, but uh, to continue my thought, you know, like these wide receivers, they're not very established. They were playing for their job. So it just makes sense that they wanted the more established, the, the quarterback who had a better grasp of the offense, the guy that was a little bit more productive, You know, I think he played less games, but he had more yards and touchdowns. Uh, It just makes sense that they would say that. And, you know, there was a little bit of negativity, too, about what he could be, uh, what Tua could be. And uh, I don't know. We think these players are like us, and they are thinking about the next two, three years, and they're not. They're thinking about their paycheck on Sunday. So uh, the report made perfect sense to me. None of it was surprising at all. I think we all knew – if Tua ever supplanted Fitzpatrick during the season, this was going to be a problem. The, these these players would run through a freaking wall, maybe 10 walls for Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, of course, there were going to be a few guys that were a little upset about it. So, it doesn't surprise me Armando could find three dudes that had some bad things to say about Tua. And, you know, uh, Tua had some good game, a couple good games, but he also got pulled in two games. He also threw for less than 100 yards in a couple of games. So, like – you know, he didn't he didn't protect that himself. So, um, you know, he is a rookie and I don't think it's an indictment of who he's going to be. But these players aren't thinking about 2021. They're not thinking about 2022. They're thinking about the game in front of them. And it, it just all made sense to me. I don't, Twitter disagrees with me wholeheartedly. I think a lot of people unfollowed me because I made a similar sentiment on Twitter. Uh, good ridden. So what do you guys think? I mean, <laughs>
0: I do agree with what you're saying. I, I, I can absolutely see that. I do kind of have an issue with it though. Uh, in my opinion, I, I just kind of value that. Um, I don't even know if it's transparency to me, just have the courage, you know, if you're not, don't say it, if you're not going to stand by it, because now to me, if I'm too, uh, I'm thinking this, you know, don't say that to the media, say it to me, tell me to my face that you don't think I have it, you know, I want to know where I stand with my teammates because usually we're hearing, okay, we got two players on offense that say the two unnamed players. Now we have no idea who it is. So what if that's now threatening how Tua feels about the rest of the players around him, you know, when he's taking the field, it, it, it just goes a long way to kind of disrupt the chemistry that was already having trouble getting established. And uh, ah, damn, that's such a difficult situation. So I do have to ask you this then how do you feel, given how some of these players felt and how we all, obviously, we all saw the difference between when Fitz was on the field and when Tua was on the field, how, are we, how do we feel about Flo's decision to start Tua when he did now?
1: I'm still 100% for it. It, it, right? Nobody thought the Miami Dolphins were winning the 2020 Super Bowl. Everyone, like, there's going to be growing pains, and I think he put him in there when he was ready, Evident bias, you know, he went, what, 6 or 5-0 and o in his first five starts. So, it was his growing pains. Look at all the greats, you know. Uh, Dan Marino wasn't Dan Marino his first year. Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning wasn't fucking Danny Werfel his first season, right? Like,
0: uh-huh.
1: you know, so, it is what it is. They got to learn. And I would much rather learn in 2020 before we go out and spend 80 more million dollars and get a barrel full of draft picks. Uh, the only other thing, I don't know if it does affect the chemistry that much either because, right, the season's over. Mm-hmm. When they start camp, it's going to be a whole new chemistry. More than likely, the two guys that said that are gone, right? Yeah. Like, if your name isn't Micah Secchi and Devonte Parker, and you catch passes for the Miami Dolphins, you're probably not on this team next year, mm. right? Ma- Albert Wilson probably gone too. So the opt-outs are probably gone too because of their contract. So.
2: Yeah. Maybe I, hope, team Grant. I, I hope Preston Williams gets it oh, yeah. Pre- okay but we know Preston didn't say it. he didn't for play sure with him. he wasn't playing with him yep. <laughs> yeah for sure so I you know I don't, I don't have a problem with when they started to how they went about it like we discussed it when it happened like I was completely on board with it what I had a problem with was the flip-flopping and bringing in fits like I understood I understand that Fitz won us the Vegas game and we wouldn't have had that game against the Bills mean anything. If that didn't happen, I didn't like the flip-flopping. If you're going to go with them, stick with them was my kind of, you know, that's where I am on that in terms of the, the sources and people talking. Savak, I agree with you, man. Like me, me being, you know, former military and also just being a hard ass, you know, out in these streets, like I don't, (laughs) I, I don't, I would appreciate this anonymous sources, people talking like I had a friend tell me a long time ago and I held it with me to this day that, you know, mean what you say and say what you mean. Like if you have to say something, if you got to like just go to that person, and say something, you know, don't come behind their back. Don't go anonymous. You know, if you got something to say, just bring it and say it and discuss it and settle it. So, you know, I'm not a big fan of that, but Brian, you're probably right. Whoever said it is probably going to be off the team and we're going to go through about. 150 24 hour news cycles before that point even comes anyways. So there'll be some news story that that'll be going on anyways. So whatever, it, it's, it's not a big deal. Um, but I, I am not a fan of the anonymous sources and, and then the back and forth on to a man. Yeah, I, I can dig that. Absolutely.
0: I you know, but who knows, uh, <laughs> coach flow might be onto something. So brand new way to do this
2: man. Quarterback by committee. Yeah, bringing in the clothes. Yeah, it works so well in college. They should try it in the NFL. <laughs>
1: I don't. I don't think the committee. I mean, I know you are making a joke with the committee, and the committee doesn't work. But I don't have a problem with the bringing of fits because, I mean, Tua didn't have it those days. And right, like if you just hand somebody anything in life, it doesn't mean quite so much. If he continuously has to earn it, uh, even if it's only like superficial, and it's like he loses a quarter of play, it keeps like is a super motivated guy and has been self-starter since he was eight years old. He went out of his way to practice like this. Follow around Marcus Mariota, right? So I'm cool with Flo continuously letting that that competition go. Make Tua make Tua doubt himself because the dude seems like you know he he's the diamond, right? He's just a lot of pressure. The call he turned into a diamond. So let him let it, you know, let him get that pressure and let him. I don't know. I don't know about
0: a hundred percent self-motivated. You know, maybe we need to bring his dad onto the coaching staff so he can stand on the sideline with that belt. and (laughs) that'll bring the best out of Tua, man, according to what we
2: were reading from ESPN. Go ahead. I would have liked that angle a little better if, if immediately after the game Flores didn't go, yeah, Tua's is our starter next week. Like every time that it came, like he, I know he wanted to just squash it instantly, but if like, that's the route that we're going, then be like, Hey, you know, maybe, you know, we'll know later in the week, we got to see some, you know, well, something like that. Yeah, re- so I, revert, I, I can see both sides that, of it.
0: Revert back to that classic coach speak. You know who I'll put, I'm gonna roll that roll with whoever gives us the best chance to win.
2: Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. To make it just more veil, more unsure, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I I, does Tua need more motivation, man? Like that was one of the big things we talked about when they drafted him. Was that this dude was going to work and do everything in his power to be great. If he doesn't end up being great, it's not going to be from effort. So, I, I but I get what you're saying, Brian. I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. And in both games, he was just being beaten up. It wasn't for sure. like he was just not doing
1: well. He was also getting pounded. I
2: I always defended it for from...
1: removed from the hip injury you don't just let that hip just because like it's any any injury like that like yeah he's healed and he can be back on the field but that that hip is not 100% even though he can look he can move fluidly and all that stuff so uh, you know there's no reason for that dude to just sit there and get hit 26 times in the fourth quarter of a game and you know you saw the spark that it brought and we almost came back in the Denver game we did come back in the
2: Vegas game it was fun. That, that was my defense to any of the Dolphins fans that I was talking to that were like getting upset about it. Well, that Broncos game, man, I think he got hit like seven or eight times before they took him out and he was visibly limping. So like, that was my angle of it was like, Hey, he doesn't have it today. More importantly, we don't want him getting hurt. So. Yeah. No, I think I, I like that you alluded to that
0: though, because it's kind of funny how quickly everyone forgets that he had what was damn near a career ending injury prior to getting drafted. And then just a few months later, it seemed he was, you know, getting drafted fifth overall. So he gets tossed out into the fire like that. What were we really expecting? If, if I had any criticism for Tua's play this past year, it was just that he appeared to be a little bit timid, but that's to be expected when you're coming back from an injury like that, because even if he is a hundred percent physically healed, mentally, he's probably still got some some room to grow and he's getting there. So now when we get into next or next season rather, we get through the offseason, he goes does a full training camp and preseason, we'll probably
2: start to see a little bit more of that superstar that we were expecting to get. Remember when Paul George destroyed his knee with Team USA and he was out for over a year, he said that the physical return and the physical therapy on that side of it was the easier part he said he was playing basketball games jumping and landing and concerned that when he landed again he was going to get hurt again so of course it's got to be in their head
0: mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, of someone who can kind of relate uh, college quarterback Trent just transferred from UCF to FSU kind of recently Mackenzie Milton had a damn near career ending leg injury. And he has been running the the scout team for UCF for a little bit now. And even he's, he's getting back to that point where he's physically capable, but he's still kind of working through the mental barriers because it is a process, you know, you, you can't just hop right back on the field and be like, ah, you know, it didn't affect me. I'm totally good. I'm exactly who I was right before that happened, you know? So I do urge everyone to, show some patience, let this kid heal up, let him develop. And then we will assess what we have. And even for, even if he ends up not being the guy, okay. I assure you there will be more quarterbacks. Trust me. They're coming. He's not even going to be the last left-handed Hawaiian quarterback. That's going to come into the NFL. Okay. So everybody relax. So if you guys are done on that one, As I was alluding to before, the Dolphins were among the two coaching staffs selected to coach in the Senior Bowl, the other one being the Panthers. Now, this should be kind of cool. It was determined that uh, by multiple teams getting new coaches and other teams declining for, I guess, personal reasons, possibly COVID-related, who the fuck knows. uh, The Senior Bowl selected based on the 18th selection, not the third overall, which I find that to be very interesting. So does that mean that Houston turned it down? Brian. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I also think Houston has a new coach. I think if you have a new coach, you're oh, not eligible. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. That's right. But I mean, Brian got canned. I mean, at least what 14 teams
0: ahead of us turned it down. That's very interesting, especially in a season like this or going into a draft like this, where the COVID made it so difficult already. And uh, Jimmy, you told me what well, was yesterday yeah. that uh, now the combine is going to be what like virtual or something, some crazy nonsense like that.
2: Yeah, I didn't read too far into it yet. But yeah, what I saw was uh, that looks like it's going virtual combine. No, no personal workouts. I I don't know. Brian seems like he has more on it uh, for us. But I don't know if it's going to be just the personal workouts are going to be that way. And they'll still do the stuff in Indianapolis where people can come. I, I don't know, Brian, you know anything about that? Yeah, it, didn't, it doesn't look like anything will be done in Indianapolis that all of the workouts will
1: be at their respective colleges and they'll have college pro days kind of all come together uh, to, to give all the same information as, as the Combine. But, I mean, the biggest thing that comes out of the Combine is, uh, I mean, the two biggest things that happen are the medical examination and meeting these players. So meeting these players isn't going to happen. So, yeah, we're blessed to have that be going to the senior bowl and getting hands on these kids we're going to be one of two coaching staffs that do and i know sabaka is a big fan of this too we also got some coaches at the shrine game so uh we definitely you know we have a leg up in this draft but it makes sense because we have so many picks in this draft so mm-hmm. that's part of what makes it so exciting is that we have
0: so many picks so for us to be able to get a little bit closer a little more hands on with some of the top prospects that a number of other teams aren't going to get that opportunity
1: this is incredibly beneficial for us go ahead my other, the other big news Devontae Smith the guy I want at number 3 I don't know where you guys stand on that but I fucking I mailed my my draft card already in it's up to the commissioner uh, I want Devonte Smith he has he is coming to the senior bowl he will not be participating but he will be there to meet with coaches and and uh you know spend the week with all the guys so it's pretty cool we get a week with Devonte smith as well
0: that is very cool you know uh, first uh, wide receiver to win the heisman trophy since what 1997 i think it was so 90, we, I think, right? Desmond
2: Howard. Oh, even before that, we, wow. we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the show. Yeah, we, we it, sure it was Des, Desmond Howard and then Tim Brown before him. That's but right. uh, yeah, yeah, 87
1: was the year of Tim Brown. <laughs> yeah.
2: So yeah, hasn't happened in quite some time.
0: It does speak volumes about what kind of prospect he could potentially be, but that remains to be seen. So Then the last thing that we're going to jump in on is the ongoing rumor and overall jackassery of Deshaun Watson potentially hitting the trade market and many people, mostly people on television, linking him to Miami. Gentlemen,
2: where do y'all land on this? Jimmy, you go ahead first. Man, I have never seen so much debate, tempers flying back and forth. Like, this was like Republicans versus Democrat type stuff on social media, man. It's just a civil war has torn our fan base apart on this one. I so I genuinely think he will not be playing with the Houston Texans next year. Now, I thought that a couple of weeks ago, now reports are coming out that it's worse than people even know. Um, I don't blame him. Uh, you know, I understand people will give the argument of, oh, well, he signed this contract after Hopkins was already gone. Like, why is he complaining now? Well, a bunch of other stuff could have happened that we don't know about. On top of the fact, they didn't go after any GM he wanted. They, they kind of brushed off his opinion. If they don't go with the enemy here for co- the coach, the, I think he's definitely gone. Um, but in getting regards to, in, in regards to Miami, um, I've been back and forth on it, man. I'll be happy, you know, either way. I think it's unfair to Tua. Tua deserves some time to grow. He deserves a new OC that, you know, we already talked about the injury coming off of in a COVID off season. Like this wasn't regular. Um, it wasn't a normal off season for a rookie, no preseason games. So, you know, this isn't a slight against Tua. I think he deserves a shot, but, man, if we have a chance to get to Sean Watson and we don't have to give up every single pick that we have, I, I wouldn't be against it at all. I, so I'm kind of on the fence. I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, we got to do it. Let's do it. But I'm not, you know, not going to brush it off either and just kind of throw it away. I think it's a very real possibility because not a lot of teams have the assets that we have and the capability to do this. If something came out where we give up you know, the third you know, I don't want to give up both of the first round picks, but if we give up the third, a second, and then maybe, uh, you know, two first later or a player has to get thrown in there and drop one of those first, I'm fine with that. If it's, you know, both our first and then more first I'm definitely more against that. Cause we have a lot of holes to fill on this team, but a quarterback like Deshaun Watson covers up a lot of those holes. Um, so yeah, if the, if the price is right, then I'm 100% on board with this. And I think it's very, very real that um, he will be out of Houston. One thing, though, I saw the other day that I haven't seen anybody else talking about, they do have odds on where Deshaun Watson will play next year. As of three days ago, Miami's not even in the top 10 of those odds. Um, so Ooh. Vegas doesn't even consider Miami a contender here in this. Brian? Brian? I didn't know that Vegas thing. That's interesting as hell. Uh, the other thing
1: that I, I agree a lot with Jimmy, um, I, it, Deshaun Watson is 25 years old. If we get an elite quarterback like Deshaun Watson and we don't send, we don't Bill O'Brien this up and send way too much for a player, then I'm cool with it, right? He's an elite quarterback. We know he's an elite quarterback. We don't want to be like, what will Deshaun Watson be? Um, you know, we finished 10 and six with pretty shitty quarterback play for half the year, you know, even when Fitzpatrick was in there, he had three good games and three really bad games. So, uh, yeah, I like Deshaun Watson. I wouldn't be mad as long as it's not like both first, both seconds, a third and a first next year. Like, you know, uh, I'm good with it. The, the thing that I think is the wild card in all of this and why I don't think the price is going to be very high. And I think something along the lines of the 18th pick to and maybe a, a first next year could be the price. Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause, right? Who is capable of moving, of doing, making this move uh, pretty much the jets and the dolphins. So I don't see Deshaun Watson going to the jets. So it's just like what happened with James Harden recently. He had the no trade clause. He got to decide where he, he went and he really screwed up the market for the Rockets and they didn't get what you should get for James Harden. And the same thing could happen with Deshaun Watson. He is, so i guess that's the one thing that's not fully it is being said that Deshaun watson wants to play for miami that he likes the atmosphere there he likes the area he likes the lack of state tax so if that's true he can wave his trade clause lower our price i wouldn't hate it at the same time if we roll with with two next year you know i don't have to throw away my three jerseys and uh we have a bunch of draft picks to build around them. You know, we get a quarterback. I'm a cheat for the next four years. I'm really cool with that, too. So, like, basically, there's only two scenarios that I hate here. He goes to the Jets. That would really suck to have Josh Allen and uh, Deshaun Watson in our division for the next 15 years. Um, or we give up our entire draft form. We bill O'Brien this up and give too much. It would be the only two scenarios I don't like.
2: So let me fix something real quick. I apologize. Like I said, I looked two or three days ago. As of six hours ago on betmgm.com, uh, they have the Dolphins tied for second as the favorites to get them. The Texans. Why'd you lie to us? Are, I, I apologize. <laughs> I was working on. You know how these odds change, man. It was just shocking to me that it, when this all first came out, he mentioned or supposedly he mentioned Miami. So this has been about Miami the whole time, but literally three days ago, Miami wasn't even, there was no odds for Miami. So it's number one. Uh, So the Texans are number one at plus 100 for him to return. And the Jets and the Dolphins are tied at second at plus 400 and the Chicago bears plus 800. And unfortunately uh, the new England Patriots are the fifth team at plus 1000. But some of the stuff you just said, man, like he likes Miami, he likes the no state tax one thing I haven't seen anybody else mention in all this, that, that crossed my mind, I think it's a plus for us that we have, um, we have a minority coach and a minority owner. Obviously this is important to him to have um, a black uh, coach or somebody in uh, management, have a um, black candidate in management. Obviously that's something important to him and the dude sticking to it. You know, he's not, he's not going out there and, and just kneeling and doing nothing like this is important to him. And I think that gives us a leg up. It's something that he wants to be around and, and good for him, man, to, to stick for what he believes in and use his leverage to work it. I, I respect that. Um, and then it, for him to go to the jets where his, the taxes are going to be worse than where he is now, you know, and the team's worse. Like I, and cold. Man. he's never played anywhere cold. I, I think Miami is very real now that I'm sitting here staring at these odds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I agree.
0: Uh, but uh, I guess I'm going to, I'm rooting for whatever leads us to wins. Cause, you know, when I think about it, my imagination starts to go a little wild. And what I see is like the most. Dolphins thing ever, and I mean Dolphins of the last couple decades here, most Dolphins thing ever to happen would be that we trade Tua in these first round picks to get Deshaun Watson, then Deshaun Watson comes over, we go eight and eight, and then Tua becomes a superstar elsewhere, you know, and we've been waiting so long to draft our franchise quarterback. We finally freaking get him. And then he has one, he, his rookie season, he doesn't come out the gate as a world beater. And all of a sudden now everybody wants to move off of him. So it's kind of wild to me. <laughs> So uh, I would rather have the young quarterback because just like I was saying earlier when we were talking about him before, even if he proves to not be the guy, by the time we find that out, we'll have built a very solid team around him to the point that you could probably insert any kind of okay quarterback and still get results. So, the, you know, a la the Kansas City Chiefs when they had built around Alex Smith, who by the way, if you remember, Jimmy, I had said that at Tua. His play and the way that he was playing kind of reserved this year reminded me a little bit of like a mobile Alex Smith. Uh, that would be the kind of situation I feel like we would end up in, and I'd prefer that. But go ahead, Brian. What would you think?
1: I completely forgot. I just <laughs> I had one more statement on Deshaun Watson, and I lost it. Oh, no. Here it is. I'm sorry. So we're talking about draft picks as the only downfall, too, of, of trading. But that's not the complete story. Mm-hmm. We'd give up draft picks that we wouldn't be able to build around. Uh, and, you know, we need a lot. We probably need another offensive lineman. Uh, we need running backs. We need wide receivers. There's still a couple pieces on defense we need. Uh, but the other big part of this is we give up probably half of our free agency money mm-hmm. if we go and trade for Deshaun Watson. So not only are we are going to lose the draft picks, we're going to lose three to five players in free agency that we can no longer afford because we're going from a quarterback that would make five or six million or eight million to a guy that's gonna, I think his cap number is twenty-five million this year.
2: So the the reason I I see it, you know, that it's less likely than it is, you know, likely is because, like Savox said, this this would have been a move for like the older Dolphins team. Like now, the way they're doing everything kind of seems to be the correct way. And if we go and get Watson, all of a sudden the window kind of shrinks now on when we can win a championship because of that cap hit. You know, um, the the team's young. You know, if we work with Tua here, the window's pretty big on where we can win a Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, I. And Savak, like you said, man, I, you know, moving on from them. Um, I, I don't agree with that. I, I don't want to move on from the kid because there is a segment of Dolphins fans that want us to draft a quarterback at number three. Like that's what they want to do to move on. But you know, it, it, I'd be okay with Watson. I, I'd be okay with Tua. Um, it's, it, but it just it does seem like a move that the organization wouldn't, you know, wouldn't make because we are. There's a lot to fill. Brian's right. O line wide receivers, running backs, uh, a, you know, linebacker. Um, we need a lot. Mm-hmm. So at least the, the
0: dolphins of today, it doesn't seem like a move that they would make. And it did, it, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I like what you alluded to there. Cause it would, it would shrink, shrink the window down to now suddenly, instead of we have to win within the next four years, now we have to win this year, you know? And if we don't, then was it worth it? You know, was it worth what we had to give up in order to do this? Again, I'd rather keep what we have, build around the kid. Now we have a good, solid, strong roster, hopefully, preferably depth behind all of our starters. And then we've got a great situation, regardless of the quarterback. And again, at that point, then if Tua proves that he's not the guy. We can draft somebody else. We can then give up some picks that we don't need in order to get up there and get our guy. Again, a la the Kansas City Chiefs. They moved to, I think everyone forgot that too. They traded up to get to Patrick Mahomes. So let's not overreact. (laughs) Let us let this draft come
1: to us. Let the team
0: come to us. Yeah, I know. I don't know if that's like a modern thing. Is that a... (laughs) yeah. Is that a twenty yeah. twenties thing? I think Is it's that...
1: because of the uh I think it's because of the water feature that's behind me. It's got you just very
2: mellow and just every all dolphin fans relax. <laughs> straight straight cool. in the backyard with Brian. Uh-huh. <laughs> Could run some uh yoga or meditation right now, man. It's a little mindfulness for everybody. I agree. So, One one counter argument that I saw that I understand, let me bounce it off of you guys. So we're in a great cap space because a lot of young guys, right. That are going to be due up for money around the same time as Tua is. So when it comes to cap space, if we bring in Watson, you know, that's a big hit, Um, but he can do more with less than Tua can. So if Tua works out, even you know, three quarters of what Watson in is, he's going to get a big payday in what, four or five years, whatever it is. But so is a lot of guys around him. We're going to have to make a lot of difficult choices. So basically that window, like what I see it as, if we get Watson, the window shrunk and it's right now, but we have the, uh, we kind of have the financial situation to do it right now. You know what I mean? So that's the counter argument that I saw that I kind of, I didn't have much of a problem with.
0: Okay. Well, my only issue with that would be that if we were to go that route, because I agree with you, Deshaun Watson has kind of made his living doing more with less, but if we make that move, shell out all of that capital to bring him in, are we committing to that style of football team to having a team that has to do more with less?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't want that, you know, cause quarterbacks come and go anyways. So it's probably better to build this team up and, and, you know, have a team that can win with a average quarterback can win eight, nine, 10 games or a team that you have an elite quarterback. You're winning 12, 13, 14 games. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I'd much prefer it that way. I think a lot of us would let Watson go where he may. So anyways, you guys, during the offseason, this podcast will not be on a set schedule, but we will jump on regularly as Dolphin News comes up, and hopefully we'll have a few special guests to to keep the offseason entertaining. I believe we're probably going to do a draft show. There's going to be a couple things out there. We just won't be static on every week the way we have been. So until then, you can find us In the usual places where all podcasts are available, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, this is the Fin Addicts Miami Dolphins Podcast. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Fin Addicts Network. Find us on Twitter at fin underscore addicts, or I I believe the website's still going, at least for now, www.finaddicts.com or Fin Addicts Network, excuse me, (laughs) finaddictsnetwork.com. We saved it. Look at that. (laughs) <laughs> so until next time for the indomitable brian byrne and handsome jimmy i am the legendary svak fins up gentlemen fins up fins baby
1: up.